The Moral Justification for Universal Single-Payer Health Care Numerous polls just before the 2018 midterm election showed that the number one issue on voters' minds was access to affordable, quality health care. Actually, for more than a half century, access to good health care has been elusive for many Americans. One might say it's been a case of the haves and the have-nots. The health care haves are the wealthy who have the financial resources to purchase their own health care insurance. People who can afford health care through the Affordable Care Act. Employees who are fortunate enough to get decent health care insurance through their employers. And folks on Medicaid and Medicare. Still, many Americans fall into the category of the have-nots. The most recent estimate shows that 44 million Americans have no health insurance and 38 million Americans have inadequate health insurance. No other advanced nation on earth faces this health care tragedy, and we shouldn't either. The time is long overdue for the United States to adopt a universal single-payer health care system, sometimes referred to as Medicare for All. Justification for a nation moving to such a health care system can be supported in two ways a moral justification, and a practical justification. The moral justification has its roots in the Declaration of Independence and can be found in perhaps the most important sentence ever written. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our history has been one of defining and redefining those unalienable rights and the role of government in ensuring those rights for everyone. In 1784, one year after the Revolutionary War, the Continental Congress deemed national defense so crucial that it established the first U.S. Army. Since that time, our military has been under the control of the federal government. Likewise, by the early 19th century, most state and local governments had established police and fire departments to maintain order and protect private property. Those government functions have added greatly to the collective life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all Americans. Industrialization and urbanization created new challenges for our country, and educating the American masses became essential. By 1918, all state governments had mandatory school attendance laws and provided some form of K-12 public education, in part to meet the needs of our changing economy, but also to ensure all Americans a means to strive toward those unalienable rights. When the Great Depression left millions of elderly unable to provide for themselves, Social Security was instituted to ensure that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would be more than empty words for our oldest citizens. With the increased cost of for-profit health insurance sucking up a greater share of Social Security income, Medicare was created in 1965 to ensure access to quality health care for our elderly. If we are serious that Jefferson's words should apply to all Americans, then we must view health care from birth to death as a guaranteed right for everyone, rather than a privilege granted to those who can afford it, and those who are fortunate enough to have it provided to them. There is nothing more destructive to those unalienable rights than the inability to access quality health care. Governments of countries far less wealthy than the United States have figured out how to provide quality universal health care to all of their citizens. It is a moral obligation of our government to provide all Americans with that quality health care also. 
In my next podcast, I will discuss the practical justifications for universal single-payer health care.